The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Um, so I'll just, I will say a couple things. I'll start by saying um, the microphone thing in terms of question and answers. And, um, that I actually really, it helps me a lot when I'm teaching to have people um, ask questions or share what their experience has been. I find it um, accesses or helps me access sort of stuff about my own experience that might be useful. And also, I'm, I'm pretty relational, so um, it really helps me to feel like I'm here with you um, and not just standing here talking at you. So, um, and I am a therapist, and I, I think um, I want to make a disclaimer about that because that, that informs how I teach. It really informs kind of the kinds of things I tend to offer. Um, because people come to me and they'll want, I'll do mindfulness-based therapy and there'll be people struggling with trauma or anxiety or, you know, difficulty feeling okay about themselves. And, and I just know how important it is, how incredibly important it is to have a, a relationship with ourselves in meditation and all the time that is kind and, you know supportive and that's not easy so because we're medit- in meditating we're relating to ourselves to our experience um, I, br- I tend to bring in a lot of sort of therapeutic ideas um, so you know just that's the flavor of the introduction to mindfulness course that you will get from me and those flavors of relational and and a lot of comments maybe about being gentle, noticing the tone of voice, other things like that. So my hope is that's supportive for you and helpful. And um, also some people, you know, it maybe is too much or isn't quite right. And so I hope you'll feel free to take what works for you and let go of the rest, right? So there is no one way to teach this practice. There's no one way to practice this practice. We're all finding our own way with that. And, you know, you can read. It's interesting because there's, uh, be, there's one book that Jack Hornfield wrote, and it was about the seven great masters. And he gives a profile of all these meditation teachers. And you start reading them and you hear... So you have to do this, and you have to do that, and you do this, and then you do that, and then you do this, and then you do this, and then you go to the next person. And they say, don't do that, and do this, and don't do that, and do this. And they all have their own way, right? And so what happens is that we, the way we find, you know, many of us, I, is you find a teacher who resonates, who the, what, what they're offering kind of, oh, that seems to be helping me find my balance. That seems to be helping me. And sometimes, you know, you need to have a couple of teachers or you shift around. And so, you know, just pay attention to what works for you, right? This is really important to honor that. And you don't, if what I offer doesn't work for you, honor that, right? That's really cool to know something about what, what resonates and what doesn't, what's helpful and what isn't for you personally. So um, my training is pretty much exclusively within the heart of IMC and Spirit Rock. 
So I've been doing retreats um, and in a variety of Dharma mentor training programs. I just graduated from a local Dharma leaders program. <laughs> I've been in consecutive programs here for about seven or eight years and, um, and doing retreats. You know, and the longest retreat I've done, I've done two month-long retreats. So I work and um, you know, I've had a family raising kids who are now in college. But so, you know, um, this has been a really wonderful place for me to learn but some people go and robe up and study all kinds of ways you know but this is me this is who you've got tonight so thank you for being here yeah and so the introduction to mindfulness course is a five-week course and um, each week builds a little bit on each week on the week before however it doesn't matter you can come and go, um, but it, it sort of um, it is conceived of and taught in a way that helps build your practice. So the first week is mostly kind of a basic overview and um, instructions about paying attention to breath and um, sitting posture, right? And next week will be mindfulness of the body and. Um, Really, to me, I would probably, if I could, I would probably switch the order. I'd probably teach mindfulness of body before I tra- taught mindfulness of breath or taught both equally together. The body is incredibly important and helpful. And some people find the breath triggering and difficult to pay attention to. So then the third week is mindfulness, mindfulness of emotion. The fourth week is mindfulness of thinking. Fifth week is mindfulness in daily life. So that's the that's the order of the course. And um, oh, I'm already feel like I'm talking a lot. <laughs> so you know, I think just you know, to me, mindfulness is about. <coughs> more and more intimacy with my life in the moment. More and more ability to choose to be present here and now. And to feel and be with the moment, my experience, in a way that is supportive and caring and awake. Vipassana actually um, is a Pali term, and that's the kind of meditation we're doing, and it means clear seeing in Pali. So part of it is the goal is to have clear seeing, to work with our mind, and even if it means to clearly see sleepiness in the mind. But to clearly see, to see what's happening, and to get to know our mind get to know how it works its patterns and to practice on the cushion how we relate to that mind that's working so right now without changing your posture or doing anything fancy just Pay attention to your experience for a minute. 
see what you can notice about how you are right now. And sort of relax a little bit and just check in. Kind of in a simple way, just be. And you might ask yourself, what is most clear to me? What am I most aware of right now? whatever that you're mostly aware of, can you just sort of be as easy and non-judgmental of whatever it is you're most aware of? Let's just take a couple of breaths, deep breaths. And we're going to send the microphone around. I'm just going to ask for people, a couple of people to share what that was like. What did you notice? So somebody willing to, to share a little bit about just stopping in this way, what that was like for you. Thank you. Thank you, Tanya. Um, as I paid attention to how I was, I realized how tense I was, and um, it's been an emotional several, about 24 hours for me, and just how grateful I felt to be here, mm-hmm. and just that calming that started to come over me, and I could start to feel my body relax, and just grateful that I, I came tonight, so thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? You can just pass it, maybe. I've been traveling today, and uh, so I'm mainly aware of my body's desire to sleep. Yeah. Grace. Um, so I'm really grateful to be here. I am visiting from Boston and um, can only be here today, so I'll miss the other times. But I'm in sanghas and meditate regularly, and one of the things that I was very aware of is the thing. The thinking that just went on, well, I'm supposed to, I've been meditating for a long time, I'm supposed to know a lot more and not, you know, and instead what I noticed is that I was very into finding a perfect body position Mm. to be more sort of calm. Mm. (laughs) There's never perfection. (laughs) Right. I've been feeling a little bit drowned by input of my life and uh, it's just so lovely not to have any mm. and just sit I'm most impressed with the quiet mm. there's just no noise 
And it's so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, the quiet is good. Um, just um, that uh, it's good to be quiet for a moment, just, you mm. know, unsettled. Mm. Just. It is. Is anybody else wanting to say? It's okay. If not, that was great to get that number. So you could just keep it and turn it off. And then if you don't mind, the next time I ask for the microphone, maybe you'll speak or hand it to the next person. The green, yeah, it sounds like it's on. The green light will go off. Great. Great. So obviously we all had different experiences, right? And um, my experience is that it's really good to notice that. <laughs> and that another thing that we can do is we can sit down and try and have an experience. Try and make a certain kind of an experience happen. But just as every minute is different, every day is a little bit different, every meditation is different. So it's really helpful to kind of really take in, okay, that was different, different, a little different, oh, a little different, oh, okay. And and to notice if you bring some striving or some efforting to try and achieve a certain state or experience in your meditation, hopefully you can just open up a little bit and say, let me just notice what this is like. Let me just notice this. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> kind of, you know, it just can be so freeing because we stop the trying, right? And if we can't stop the trying, then we just are with knowing we can't seem to stop trying and how that feels. And that can feel helpful too, you know? I wanted to tell you, I really like this way of starting this way of just nothing fancy needs to happen right you don't have we'll talk about posture but you know it, it, it's not it's not everything it supports it helps it has its role its function and what we do when we meditate you know like I said many people teach different things but there's something really important about just kind of easefully Mindfully, but easefully, just taking your seat. And I wanted to share this story. Um, of the Buddha's awakening. So, for those of you who don't know, the Buddha was is said to have lived sort of a life of a prince until he was about 29. And that his father did everything in his power to avoid the Buddha having any difficulty in his life. So, in one, one of the suttas, he talks about having um, a red lotus flower pond, a white lotus flower pond, a blue lotus flower pond, all these different, you know, just all this amazing luxury. 
So he lived his life in luxury, and then he left, and he renounced, and he became homeless, and he went and trained with a number of different teachers. And he did, um, he kept sort of getting these teachers and then mastering what they taught, and then he'd be invited to be a teacher with that teacher, and he's like, no, and he'd go find another teacher, and be like, no, this is not quite what I'm looking for, this is not making me free. And then he hooked up with about five other aesthetics who were doing these very rigorous, intense deprivation practices and not eating or eating a grain of rice a day. And, you know, it was said that he could touch his spine through his belly. You know, he was so skinny. And so he went from having everything and luxury to having nothing and renouncing even food and you wouldn't, you know, you'd sleep on nails or, you know, just crazy, intense stuff, rigorous practices. The, the night or the time of his awakening, the Buddha, it said, you know, this is from Majjhima Nikaya, one of the collections of the, the suttas, the stories of the Buddha. It says, in search of what might be skillful, seeking the unexcelled state of sublime peace, I wandered by stages in the Maghadan country and came to the military town of Uruvela. There I saw some delightful countryside with an inspiring forest grove, a clear flowing river with fine, delightful banks and villages for alms going on all sides. The thought occurred to me, How delightful is this countryside with its inspiring forest grove, clear flowing river with fine, delightful banks and villages for alms going on all sides. This is just right for the exertion of a clansman intent on exertion. So I sat down right there thinking, this is just right for exertion. So imagine being in a space where there was a beautiful forest and a flowing river, right? And people around, but nature. How would you feel? How would that be in your body for you to be in a place like that? Beautiful, calming, inspiring... Right? So, it was, you know, also at this time that the Buddha had this memory come to him. I thought, I recall once when my father was working and I was sitting in the cool shade of a rose apple tree. And he was, he says he was withdrawn from sensuality. He was a young, young boy withdrawn from unskillful mental qualities. So just, he was resting under the tree while his father was working in this field. And in this place of resting under this tree, he remembered entering into a jhana, which is a concentration state. And it occurred to him, you know, because this is a very pleasant experience of meditation, you know, could this be the path to awakening? So remember, he's trained and got mastered all these fancy meditation tricks. And then he's trained and given up 
every food and comfort you possibly could give up. He's tried all these extremes. And now he's like coming to this place where he's like resting under a tree, relaxing, enjoying nature. Is this the path to awakening? And he thought, yes, this is the path. So why am I afraid of pleasure that has nothing to do with sensuality, nothing to do with unskillful mental qualities? And I thought, I'm no longer afraid of that pleasure. I'm no longer afraid of that pleasure. And, and he went on to think, but, you know, it's not easy to achieve that pleasure with a body so extremely emaciated. Suppose I were to take some solid food, rice and porridge. So he started to eat in moderation, right? Not overeating, but not undereating. <laughs> so I'm curious, how does that story resonate for you? How does that affect you to think about how the Buddha came to, actually this is how he really came to develop the practice that we're learning here. Anybody have any comments about that? Any response they'd like to share? A question? Thank you. Um, my name is Madhuri. And um, one of the questions that the Buddha um, asked when he reached that state, you know, is this... Mm-hmm. Um, I was curious, I didn't quite, uh, unskillful, mm-hmm. um, was it unskillful? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Practice. Um, unskillful mental qualities. Mental qualities, yes, yeah, exactly. Withdrawn from unskillful mental qualities. Exactly. And I think um, that struck me, that struck a note in me when you first, when you first mentioned, because I think we, at least from my perspective, in doing meditation and trying to seek peace and I'm trying I'm treating it sometimes as a skill mm-hmm. a skill that I have to acquire a quality mm. or is probably a state of being and I think that right that note really struck deep in me beautiful oh that makes me very happy to hear that because it's you know it is very to me meditation is a relationship it's a relationship between ourself and our experience and if we treat it like it's something we're trying you know a skill or something we're trying to you know um, create or make we may not be as tuned in to that relational experience as we need to be yeah that's right. And most of the time, we do try too hard. So actually, effort is an important part, you know, in finding the right amount of effort. And in the beginning, when we first come to our seat, um, we, we do want to put a little bit more effort and consciousness into the meditation. Maybe taking longer, deeper breaths to start, often three, maybe more, you know. And then just letting the body breathe the way it wants to breathe, right? But um, And even, um, as we'll talk about later, taking a posture that is supportive of meditation. 
And, and then there are times when our minds are very active. There's a lot going on in them. And so it doesn't work to just sort of passively just try and receive the breath because the mind just, you know. So one of the things that I like to say about um, the mind is that, you know, there are, it has functions, things that it's supposed to do. And one of its functions is to make us do things. So we don't just sit around. And if we, and it learns, right? It learns. There's something that the brain produces called glutamate, which is a learning, you know, teaches the brain, do this. And so when we do things like, you know, eat really yummy desserts, more glutamate gets released, you know, when we savor what we're a moment, gratitude is, you know, you'll hear a lot about research on gratitude these days, right? And that's because it's helpful if you savor and appreciate and are grateful, a little more glutamate gets released. So it's really helpful to know the brain gets conditioned. And it either passively gets conditioned or we actively help it, right? So TV and, you know, drinking, wine or whatever, those things can all over-condition us toward those things because of the sort of natural releasing or extra releasing of glutamate. So um, we have to work a little bit to help help our minds start to value the things that are really wholesome and helpful for us, right? So um, this the point, coming back to this uh, busy mind, is that it wants us to do things. And some of the things it wants us to do are going to be unskillful things, unhelpful things, you know. And or we have really we've developed really strong inner critics because you know that's how we got through our childhood and we started we got as perfect as we possibly could so that we would avoid getting in trouble so we got really good at doing that and it's still happening right but we're overworking we're overdoing it we don't need to be doing it anymore and so you know we have this this lifetime of conditioning that generates all kinds of thoughts and all kinds of um, activity and it's the normal thing. It's what's supposed to be happening. It's really not a problem. What we have to learn how to do is how to to relate and see this as just conditioning, to see it and relate to it wisely, so that we follow the suggestions of the mind when when we choose to. When we choose to, so we have to learn. Meditation helps us learn how to direct our awareness, how to place our awareness. So let's do a mini exercise right now. So feel your feet. And I'm seeing somebody who can't touch the floor with their feet. So one thing is you might want to get a cushion to put under your feet because it is helpful to feel the grounding. There are some flat cushions out there and, um, that are helpful. but um, And even if you can touch the floor, you might want another cushion under your feet to just help you with your comfort and to help you feel grounded. So just take a moment to feel the bottom, the soles of the feet. Maybe noticing even where your feet are making contact with the floor or a cushion or each other and where they aren't. Can you feel that space where nothing is touching? Maybe noticing your toes. Can you feel where your toes touch each other? 
Can you feel where your toenails are? All right. Now, just take a deep breath in and let go of the feet. Now bring your awareness to your hands. Feeling warmth or coolness. You might feel a sense of buzzing or vibrating, pulsing. Feeling the palm of your hand. Feeling the tips of your fingers. And take a deep breath in and let go of the hands with the exhale. And then bring your awareness as best you can to the area of your heart. You may or may not actually be able to feel your heart area or your heart beating. You may want to put your hand on your chest and see if that helps you feel the heart or the beating. You may just notice sensation. And then take another deep breath in. With the exhale, letting go of the heart area. What happened to your feet when you paid attention to your hands? Can somebody take the microphone and answer, please? Probably need to turn the button on. I wasn't aware of them. Huh, right. And then when you were aware of um, your heart, what happened to your hands? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't doing much. But did your feet go away? No. Did your hands go away? No. No. And your heart that you felt was there the whole time too, right? Mm -hmm. So what, next person, if if anybody's willing, what did we do? What did we just do? Tracy, will you answer? Magic. Um, <laughs> was it? Was it magic? <laughs> Felt like it to me. Uh, I, I think just focusing, focusing, focusing. Choosing what we paid attention to. That is right. <laughs> That's choosing what we paid attention to. That's right. And made the other things disappear. That's right. So we, can, we can't pay attention to everything at once. There's too much going on. So this is, this is really important to learn. Can anybody say why this might be really important to take in? How might this help you in your life, not just at meditation? Well, I think for me, it's uh, my mind's always going and I'm thinking of all these things I have to do and when I'm going to do them. And if I just focus on one thing and stay present... I'll enjoy the moment or um, experience the moment. 
Beautiful, right? Beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes um, we have unskillful thoughts that come up or unhelpful emotions that come up. And just like we did now, so if you imagine that you are feeling really, really angry and very unskillful in your anger, imagine putting all your awareness and attention on that anger and unskillful thinking. What do you what would you think would happen for you? What might happen? Well, that was happening for me yesterday. <laughs> and um I, I started to become aware of what I was doing and realizing that I was just building and building and taking all these scenarios in to make more anger and just trying to breathe to relax, mm-hmm. to um, to stop the insanity that was going on in my head. Yeah. Didn't feel good. No. So we, you know, yes, go ahead, please. I was just going to add that um, frequently whatever's unpleasant or difficult um, if I just allow it, mm-hmm. um, it dissipates. Yes, yeah. but there's a difference, right? There's a, how we attend to it makes right. a big difference. That's Absolutely right. beautiful. Yes. So the sometimes we can be skillful and allow and see without giving into the currents of the thinking and emotional experiences, and sometimes. We just don't feel like we can pull ourselves out of that river. We just get carried down a stream. And before we know it, we're yelling or walking out the door or we're stomping or we're eating too much or we're doing all these things. So one thing that's just really helpful is to remember, what if I pay attention to something else for a little bit? What if I... So, you know, what if, in daily life, this is very important, Right? <laughs> On the cushion, you have a commitment to not getting up and going to do anything. So, you know, sometimes we can practice longer being with some of these thoughts and sort of trying, working, working, working to witness them. But it's also important on the cushion when we're meditating to to really notice, is this skillful or unskillful? Am I harming myself here? Because we can. We can harm ourselves in meditation if we're you know, just sort of on the beat-me-up train or where we start, you know, sort of ruminating about things that are just making us extremely anxious and really feel unsafe. You know, that's not helpful, right? Unless we can kind of back up and have a balanced view of what's happening. When we can witness and witness and hold it in a way that has love and care and wisdom in it, anything is okay. But paying attention to how we're relating to what we're experiencing, how we're reacting to our thoughts, is very important. And when we find that if we're relating in a way that is, you know, causing us a lot of harm, it's better to try and shift awareness back to the breath or to a different thing to be aware of in the moment sensation I think you're ready for another meditation do you? yeah okay alright so with this meditation 
maybe start by just sort of setting an intention. So maybe I'll invite you to set an intention to see if you can be aware of breathing as much as possible for this period of meditation since tonight's topic is mindfulness of breathing. Just see if you can be curious about noticing as much as you can about how it is to breathe in your body here and now. About each breath. And it can be helpful to start by taking three intentionally long, deep, and full breaths. And with the exhale, invite a letting go or a relaxing. Maybe relaxing the shoulders, the face, allowing the hands to just rest. Feel your body. Feel it from the inside. Maybe taking a moment to feel the feet, legs, the bottom, and how it's supported by your cushion or chair. And maybe with the next inhale, as you breathe in, Just inviting the spine to lift up just ever so little. Just imagining the spine without overdoing it. Just feeling it almost just naturally lifting. And see if that just made a little more room for you to feel and see the breath coming in and out. Clearly seeing, breathing. From the inward experience of the body. Knowing you're breathing as you're breathing. noticing where you feel, where you experience the breath.
be noticing what is different about an inhale from an exhale. And thoughts will come and go. <clears throat> so as much as possible, not needing to worry about the thinking. Not needing to try and stop it. But also not needing to pick it up. We become one with it. And when you do, because we will, you do, at some point, you'll recognize, oh, and you're already back. You're already here. There's nothing that needs to happen. But just feel, oh, here, feeling the breath again. Oh, oh yeah, it's an inhale. Oh, no, I'm breathing out. Oh, and just appreciating that we come back. Just noticing how curious you are about your breathing. Hmm, am I that interested? A little bit. Oh. What if I what if I was trying to describe my breathing to somebody else? Would that help me think about it a little more or differently? Without getting into a lot of discursive thinking, but just a sort of oh would help me be even more interested in this experience of breathing and how it works in this body. Gently. Gently. Kindly. Softly. So many things to notice about the breath. So many places to feel the breath.
it's helpful, you might say, when you breathe in, you might say, in. And when you breathe out, you might say, out. Notice the tone of voice if you do so. Have it be quiet, almost silent. Maybe even just knowing. No word. And if the mind wanders, which it will, just noticing, knowing as soon as you know, you're already aware. And what's this breath like?
And let's take a few longer, deeper breaths. And take a moment to acknowledge your practice here. How you're feeling now. Maybe acknowledge that you're sitting in a room with about 30 other people who are just sitting here with you, breathing too. And when you feel ready, you can open your eyes and really take a look around the room. So guess what time it is? Microphone time. (laughs) So I wonder if somebody would be willing to share what that was like for them or ask a question. What did you notice? What did you just learn about what it was like in that 15 minutes for you to breathe? I noticed that I could breathe better out of one side of my nose than the other. Yeah. I mean, I really noticed that. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, you know, not something that you notice unless you're thinking about it. That's right. That's right. And when you have allergies and sinus issues, maybe. I had to do the neti pot a little (laughs) better. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, hand it, hand it, and people can pass it if you don't want to speak, but we just got to kind of move it around. Yeah. Is it on? Is the microphone? Green light. Here. Oh, yes, thank you. Yeah. So I just feel that, just like this microphone, I'm in the status, I'm on and uh, off. So I'm, I feel that I'm sleeping, but uh, I'm still aware. Uh, but I don't know what I'm thinking, uh, just seeing the status in between. Great. So you were sort of in a sleepy state, but you were aware, so you weren't asleep. Yes, uh, so I'm sitting here, I just feel that uh, I try to imagine myself, you know, like I'm swimming, you know, not swimming, but floating on the water, uh-huh. up and down a little bit, uh-huh. so really feel relaxed uh, in the process. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I think it's kind of, yeah, it's also, it's kind of also switched, it's, uh, I kind of... Uh, feel like dreaming but I'm still awake but then I try to focus more on, on my breath then I, I think I've, I fell asleep because when I'm really, really just not thinking anything and then if it was very short then I kind of feel I woke up again and then yeah. but I, then I keep thinking things mm-hmm. then yeah, I tell myself to oh just focus on the breath and then I think I fell asleep again so I, also I think I feel tired so I don't know if uh, you know normally like what time is good time to do meditation? Is it 
before going to bed or not? So I think that's my question. That's a great yeah. question, and we, we'll talk about that. Um, and I can start since you said that, but go ahead. Just remind me, okay? Yeah. Yeah, and just forgot that I was sitting in this room. Yeah. So it was really nice <laughs> bringing us back <laughs> with all the people. Yeah. That was very interesting. Yeah. I just felt really calm. Um, I realized I did a workout this morning, and it was there was a competitive element to it. And after I finished that, I took me a really long time to catch my breath. And so I was very aware that my breath now, as opposed to earlier mm. this morning when I was mm. like gasping for air. Mm. So mm. yeah, so this was much more soothing. Mm. Anybody else want to share? Or have a question or a comment? Great. Yes. So can we pass the microphone up front? I think I was I was breathing. I was more aware of my body, like you mentioned, the body. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't get over the fullness of my stomach. Probably mm-hmm. ate a little bit too much for dinner. Um, but at the same time, my feet, I was becoming more aware of how I felt from my head to toe and you know every part felt different but the focus kept going back to my stomach so I think the connection between the body and breath became more beautiful and um, you know we don't need to struggle in in mindfulness right it's um, whatever we're most aware of is what you know the practice is about paying attention to so and like I said um you know, we're going to build and practice moving our awareness around. Tonight, the focus or this week is on paying attention to the breath, but that doesn't mean that you have to try not to have other experiences. Yeah. I think for me, it was um, uh, there was a part about just letting go, um, and I think <clears throat> with each breath, I, I really just became more aware of the tension I was holding in my mm, body, and just yeah. you know, the exhalation just helped to like literally let go Beautiful. And, and just you know relax the body. So I just felt my body feeling like really heavy after a while. So yep. Yep. that was that was wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So let's talk about some practicals. Um, so is there a right time to meditate? You know? Um, so you know any time is a good time to meditate. Um, but Again, it is helpful to think about who you know what works for you. So the invitation with this class is going to be that you practice every day this next week, right between classes. And so that that requires a commitment, right? And maybe it's something new. How many of you have a daily meditation practice? Yeah. So, you know, a third of you. And the rest of you don't, right? So you're. this is starting something new. So whenever we start something new, it's really important to think about how to make it as easy as possible. So for some people, that means they meditate immediately when they get up in the morning before they start doing anything else. For other people, it means they take five minutes because that's all they can give to themselves at the end of the day before they get into bed. Because they just have a hard time letting go. So 
think about for yourself, when can you make a commitment? When do you think you'd be able to hold a commitment to meditating? Right? And you can try for this week, and then next week set a new plan about when and how long. I recommend, you know, ideally 20 minutes, but I recommend a minimum of five, but even two is fine. If you make a commitment to sitting every day, even for two minutes, and you set a timer and you sit down, it will have an impact. So other things to think about are what you're wearing. You want to be in clothing that is has some give and is comfortable so your belly can expand with your inhale, right? And so, you know, you're... Um, we haven't. We'll talk more about posture, but so that your chest can open, right? So it's easier to breathe. And you want to be warm enough. And some of us don't want to be too warm because we'll start to have a hot flash. <laughs> and um, also food. So eating. You know, not wanting to be starving maybe when you sit, but also not wanting to be overfull. Now, these are all ideals. Because you can sit when you're starving, you can sit when you're full, you can sit when you're uncomfortable, you can sit when you're sleepy. But we're starting to try and create a new practice for you. Right? So being kind to yourself, making it easier for yourself. Because if you sit in really uncomfortable clothes, it's going to be harder to relax. Harder to sort of enjoy right because you're going to be so just setting yourself up for success that's all we're talking about setting yourself up to make it as easy as possible to do something that is simple but not easy meditation is simple it's simply paying attention on purpose in the present moment with an attitude that is kind or caring and wise Fairly simple. Do you know your breathing as you're breathing? Pretty simple. Not easy though. Not easy to do and sustain. So the more we can do that creates less distractions, the easier it is for exercising, choosing what we pay attention to. Again, you can meditate anywhere. You can be on the bus. You can be not driving. (laughs) You can be in the bathroom at work, you know, you, you can be in a park. But, again, as you create a habit, it is good to have a routine. So for the week, to choose a place, a time that you're going to meditate. Yeah. Um, meditation, just remember, it's not trying to make yourself have no thoughts. It's not trying to make yourself feel happy. Yes, we hope these things happen. But it's not sitting down and trying to force yourself to be happy. Right? It's about how to relate to your present experience and feel your experience. To be with your experience. And to be with it with kindness, gentleness, right? awareness. Wisdom to be with it. 
So if you have a different experience meditating tomorrow and you're not here, perfect. It's a different day, a different mind, different conditions. Just notice it. Be interested and curious about what's happening now. (coughs) What's going on today? Right? So make a commitment. Set yourself up for success, meaning make it as easy and comfortable as possible for yourself. Most importantly, just do it. Sit down and meditate. Yeah. What do you think about those instructions, that invitation? Any questions or... No? Yes. It is. Can we get you the microphone? So then if tomorrow night I find myself having problems, I can find this on the web and listen to it. Yes, it will be there tomorrow. Good. Excellent. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes. Any other comments or questions? Let's do another meditation. So, remembering, okay. Oh, intention. I'm going to meditate. Really, really invite the mind. Say, okay, mind, let's pay attention. Please help me, mind. So pay attention to how your mind responds. My mind is a little bit, at times, like um, a rebellious teenager. So I have to be clever in how I talk to it. So, you know, pay attention to your mind and how it responds. So, and it's helpful to give the mind a job. I need your help. I need your help to pay attention to breathing. My intention is to be here and know my body and be in the moment. And I need the mind to help me with its ability to pay attention, to notice the breathing. And so whatever, you know, whatever way you want to phrase that for yourself. And then to feel your body, to really come into the inside, really Embody the body. Feel it here. It's like this amazing thing that can receive smells and tastes and sounds and sensations and the breath. It receives the breath too. So how does this body receive the breath? And at this point, you might want to take intentionally longer, deeper breaths. And with the exhale, invite a relaxing, a letting go. Relaxing the shoulders. 
And in fact, I'll give you some instruction right now about lifting the shoulders up toward the ears and rolling them back together behind you and then dropping the elbows down. And maybe repeating that a few times. And just notice if you don't just automatically take a deeper breath because we are balancing out the tendency to lean forward with our arms on a steering wheel or hands on thumbs on texting and computers, right? So this this is a really helpful thing to do. And posture-wise, what we want is to be sitting upright. so that there's a sense of uplift in the body, in the torso. And the legs and the bottom and are, are just letting go and supporting and grounding us on the earth. And the head, you can almost imagine a string from the, the little soft part of the top of the head, lifting the head up toward the sky, And the chin just sort of gently tucked, just a wee bit. And without doing anything, don't move. Just open your eyes and notice where you see. Are you looking straight ahead? If so, your head's in the perfect posture. If you're looking down or around, your head might be tucked down too much. So just, it's a nice little way to check. Oh, how is my head shaped? Because we often drift. So, And in general, we teach to close our eyes in meditation, but it isn't necessary. You can keep your eyes open, just softly gaze, just, just like you would at a long-distance thing, or just, just gently holding space with your eyes. And the hands can be resting on each other or on your thighs. Just noticing that they're not placed in front of you too far so that you're pulling your shoulders forward down again. And sometimes it's helpful to actually have a pillow or a a sweater folded in your lap so it lifts up. The arms, some of us have longer arms and some of us have shoulder, shorter arms. So it's, it can be very helpful to have something to sort of be holding the hands up a little bit. So you're welcome to go get a cushion or a pillow if that would be helpful for you right now. And for those of you sitting on the floor, in general what we encourage is um, to have your legs crossed but not on top of each other so that the circulation doesn't get cut off. The Burmese style of sitting. And if you have the strength in your back, you might try sitting forward in your chair so that you aren't actually leaning back, but rather your back is upright. And for me, sometimes I like to put a small pillow behind the, the small of my back, just low, and that helps 
me hold a posture and not lean all the way back in the back of the chair. And if you need the chair to rest on, that's not a problem. So feeling how your body feels now. Noticing if the posture is helping you be more awake, more present. And just noticing the rising and falling of the body and breath. Rising, falling. And take a couple of longer breaths again. And just notice how you're feeling now. How was this meditation? What did you notice? What were you aware of? Take a couple of those breaths when you're done and and take a moment to reflect on where you are and look around. And I'm going to invite you to pair up with somebody that, if it's okay with you, that you don't know. But if that's not okay, it's fine to choose somebody you do know. And just... Um, just find a buddy if you can and face, just turn your chairs or adjust so you're sitting face to face with somebody. And start by sharing your name. 
And um, let this person know if you've ever been to IMC before. All right. Take a deep breath. Okay. How wonderful. I love it. Could you pause for a minute? Was that possible? Cool. Thank you. Just pausing for a moment. Thank you. Thank you. Just for a minute. Just for a minute. I'll let you talk some more in a second. Could you please, as you're talking, name three things that you really want to highlight for yourself, for you, for your brain, about tonight's class? Three things that you would like to try and put into practice or remember during this week. So could you take turns sharing with the other things that you want to share those three things that really stood out to you could have been something even you thought. It doesn't have to be anything that I shared. But three things that came to you tonight that will help you and you would like to practice this week. And take turns making sure you, each person gets a chance to speak. I'm going to give you five minutes. Okay? Please, please begin.
Okay, take a deep breath. Don't leave quite yet. Just take a deep breath. Take in, just notice how you're feeling. Notice what it feels like to connect and to share your practice and your inspiration. Maybe your fears or your worries. But just be a bell. and Notice how you're vibrating. Deep breath in. Letting go with the exhale. And please thank your partner. Yeah, so sweet. Thank you. Okay. So we're, we're cl- coming to a close here. Um, oh. So on the um, handout for tonight, um, there's kind of a summary of the introduction and the mindfulness of breathing exercise. And then there's 
um, some exercises for the first week. So what we want to encourage you to do is sit for 20 minutes, one, one session if you can, per, per day, and focusing on um, the sensations of breathing, right? And it kind of gives you kind of the reminders of how to do that. And then another activity is to choose one routine that you do most days and experiment with doing it mindfully. So um, just doing that one thing, just that thing, knowing dishes or making the bed or brushing your teeth or making your coffee or you know, just doing that, nothing else. And then um, one other time during the week, for about a half an hour, really just notice your body posture. And experiment with this for a minute. So just just notice how you're sitting right now. Don't change a thing. Just notice how you are right now. And just get a feel for the energy and the mind, the body. Okay, now I want you to slump. And just hold slumping for a minute. And just notice how that feels and how it affects the mind, the body. Okay, now sit up really tall. Really, really tall, over tall. And feel that. And then relax in. And feel that. So just play with noticing how we sit does affect our mood it does affect our energy it does affect you know the wakeness so notice this take one half hour during the week to notice this yeah so we have a couple minutes left so I'd love to hear um, just how was this for you and if you have any questions or comments I would love to hear them can we use the, yeah. Great, but we want the microphone. Notice one half hour. For, you, choose one half hour during the week, so not every day. Just choose. But for a whole full half hour, you're paying attention to your. That's the invitation. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you can't, it's okay. You do whatever you do, right? These are invitations. Yeah. So how was this for you tonight? Um, I, I've been I've had a practice for a long time, and it's and it's actually really refreshing to be sitting here and and hearing you sort of review some of the basic stuff um, because it again it clarifies it, it crystallizes it a little bit. Uh, so thank you. Great. Yes. Anybody else willing to share how this was for them? Is it on? Make sure it's on. I think they do. Yeah, I was just sharing just just now about um, how 
anxious a person I am, or I, I yeah I am, and I've been I mean running around like crazy, and my you know I I have two watches checking my heart rate and all, and, you know it's always in the high 80s, 90s, and anyway um, I've learned uh, some time ago to meditate, and um, the diaphragmic breathing was helpful where you breathe from deep within your abdomen rather than from your chest because when I did that with my chest I kept doing that and my ribcage was actually hurting and then I thought I was having a heart attack (laughs) so that wasn't good then I realized that I had to start breathing through my diaphragm um, deep breathing Um, but then that didn't help my anxiety um, and I was I wasn't sure why I was like you know this should be so but after tonight I noticed why it's because um I need more time. You know, we've been spending mm. 10, 15 minutes each session, whereas I was just breathing like for two minutes and then I was like, why is my anxiety still mm. there? Why am I still feeling, you know, my heart beating so fast? But, you know, ever since 7.30 until now, my heartbeat has gone down to 70. And, <laughs> you know, and I'm so happy, you know. So I, I have to remind myself that I, in future, when I'm feeling anxious, I just... You need to spend more time breathing. Beautiful, Karen. Yeah. Thank you. And when you breathe, um, do you, when you're in the midst of breathing or meditating, do you breathe deeply all the time or do you breathe through your chest? No, it's, um, so it's, med- this kind of meditation is not a breathing practice. Mm. It's not, you know, we're not doing a breathing practice. We're just noticing our breath and, and it, we start by taking deeper breaths because it does help reset the nervous system and it helps us come and it's easier to feel and find the breath when it's bigger. But after we do a few breaths, and we can do that again, like throughout the meditation as you need to. But the, and you can breathe it, you know, you can do as much diaphragmatic breathing as supports you. That's totally fine. But the practice is more about just noticing what's happening as it's happening. And the breath is a beautiful thing to practice with because it's moving, changing. Try paying attention to, just pick some spot in the room that's not moving, that's not doing anything, and see how long you can just look at it. Without your mind, like, starting to wander. It doesn't, it, typically not very long. It's just, it's much easier to track something that has movement. Much easier. So the breath is you know moving and and if it's not easy for you it doesn't work for you we have trauma related to breathing or we just you know whatever just use your body feel it feel the breathing in the body or whatever is really clear and apparent to you that has to do with the senses that are in the present moment so the nice thing about the breathing in the body is it's right here the sensations the sounds the feelings they're happening here and now and that's where we're trying to work on being here and now. So thank you so much for being here and participating and sharing and opening up with each other. It was beautiful. So hopefully I'll see you again. If not, be well. All right?